Unheard of. What is up, everybody? Here we are, back again. Another week with your boys here at Unheard of. I'm Jared. To the left of my screen and yours, if you're watching, is ABG. And uh, down below, we got old Drewby back because we knew we needed him on last week to talk about his sports predictions. And uh, yeah, we finally got him here. But to get us started, uh, ABG, how was your week, man? Um, yeah, pretty pretty chill week. Pretty pretty chill week, you know, working, working, trying to uh, hold out hope that there's a Kanye West album coming out soon, but I don't think so. But uh, other than that, yeah, not much, man. How's your week been going? Pretty good, yeah. I'm um I'm back in the D.C. area on business. Just got in today, so uh, got a little bit of that jet lag going on. On I'm a little tired, but uh, it should be good. I'm here to kill a bunch of overtime and make a lot of money. So that's my plan. Yes, and, sir. Uh, but um, yeah. Hopefully we get that done with. And while I'm in my off time, I'm probably going to work on some college and certification training to kind of keep pushing my career and uh yeah and you know what about what about old drewby down there how you doing man hey i'm just trying to stay hydrated it's hot i'm trying to stay cool but at the same time i'm trying to make that money so it's a constant battle between hydration dehydration so is uh is that why you shaved your head that's exactly why. I yeah, like uh, like Pedro from uh, <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. That's right. That's, 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 right. One of, that's one of the best scenes right. of, of cinema history, bro. Like, hey, one. I love that movie, top to bottom. Classic film. Yeah, that's a great movie. That's a classic. It's funny, man, but when you when you shave your head, it it does feel better on a hot day than when you have a bunch of hair. Man, you are telling me, and I'm already a a pretty hefty fella. So, <laughs> hefty boys, hot weather. <laughs> you, say, right. Right, you know, there's a reason. Listen. There's a reason plus size people enjoy winter, <laughs> and it ain't just for Christmas. <laughs> hey, listen, you ain't the only hefty boy on this uh, on this podcast right now. So. <laughs> listen, we know what you're talking about, player. Yeah. So I'm trying to say hydrated too. I got me a cup of water sitting right next to me. Man. But um, we got a got a great show for you guys. It's our second week back. This is our third season, uh, of course. Like we told you guys last week, it's the second episode. And um, yeah, we gotta we just gonna hop right into it, I guess. So so Drew, we got we got a question for you, man. I mean, we would have loved to see it. So don't get me wrong here. We would love to see it, but. You did make a very bold prediction about the about the finals and how Atlanta was going to win. So tell us what happened there. Um, there's one person to blame for Atlanta not making it to the NBA Finals. First off, I want to say I was two games away from almost getting it right. Arthur knows this because we talked about it the other day. I'm going to blame NBA official number four Sean Wright, the man who had his foot 
on the court when Trey shot his shot and rolled his ankle. Completely ruined all our championship aspirations. I couldn't believe it. Um, so the other day I done a little digging on Mr. Sean Wright. Um, so I, I got a couple of I got a couple got a of facts. Job story ready for this guy. <laughs> Here we go, because I couldn't believe it. I said this guy must be from Green Bay. He must be, uh, you know, he must like have some residence, an ex-wife that lives in Milwaukee. Like his in-laws are from Georgia. I don't know what it is. So I did some digging, and on NBA.com slash official referee, he is in his 16th season. Born in New York. But he went to high school at, at W.P. Davidson in Mobile, Alabama. He currently lives in Decula, Georgia. Should I continue? His favorite I mean, show is – I don't his, know where you're his, going because right now it seems like he should he should have been rooting for us with his background in Alabama and Georgia. He was born in New York, Jared. I said maybe born he in, in New, New York. York. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know he, what we did to the, but, to the Knicks. So. Listen yeah. to me. Listen to me now. He loves Law and Order. Where does Law and Order take place, Jared? Where does Law and Order take place? I don't he know. He loves Michael New Jackson. York. His favorite food is roasted chicken and veggies. His hidden talent is he plays chess. Who plays chess? New Yorkers play chess. That's who plays chess. All right. This man has done 842 NBA official games, 53 of those playoffs, and he doesn't have the common sense to keep his foot out of play. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Nah, I still think so, it's a freak accident because head coaches, no way. Head coaches no way. on the court all the time. No way. Not in game. Not in game. They don't do it. Not in game. Not like that. We're not talking about Mike Tomlin a couple of years ago when he intentionally like stuck his foot. Like that wasn't like this to me. I feel like Adam Silver should do some investigating on this because this guy clearly has it in for Atlanta. <laughs> so if you or someone you know lives in Decula, Georgia, and are neighbors with Sean Wright, please tell him to contact me, please. Uh, is there a number he can contact you at, or uh, just like? Um, or something well yeah anywhere you I, excuse me Lord. I'm on Facebook Andrew Maddox you can find me on Twitter at the real Andrew Maddox I think that's my Twitter name now my phone number is 770-880-3278 uh, he has to answer for this Jared he has to answer for his actions you went through the man's hobbies and talked about him liking vegetables and chess and roasted chicken and veggies between him and like uh trey young's ankle he lives in new he was born in new york trey he's he's saying he's got a personal vendetta after what we did to the to the knicks bro how long did he live in new york for I don't know. It didn't say on his bio on NBA.com. It just said he was born in New York and he graduated high school at W.P. Davidson. So sometime between a newborn and 18. I don't know how long. But what does it matter? He has New York Knickerbocker blood flowing through his veins. 
I'm a big believer in a little bit of karma, man. When Trey was out there shimmying in game one, I think that set a bad precedent. So what, do you think Adam Silver called him and was like, yo, here's what I need you to do. Like, well, I need you to, like, injure I'm, this guy. I'm not I'm not big on the controversies. I'm just big on, like, a higher power. I'm like, okay, well, Trey was shimmying, and now we got it back. Listen, and I was also telling Arthur this the other day. Um, people always want to talk about the comparisons between Steph and uh, Trey coming out of college, you know, how they're the same size, they play the same, they got good court vision, they can shoot the ball. To me, the biggest comparison that I have for Steph and Trey are those weak-ass ankles, man. Steph Curry in his first, like, four seasons missed, like, 20 games because of his ankle. Like, this is, like, the third or fourth time this year that Trey has injured the exact same ankle. Them boys, they got to start wearing some ankle braces up in here, fellas. Or they gotta stop skipping leg day. Oh. Or, or you could tell your referees to stay off the court. Man, look, actually, I don't even want to hear the Trey excuse because we beat the Bucks uh, in a game without Trey, and Giannis hyperextended his knee in the series against us, where it looked like he had torn his ACL until they said no damage, and then he comes back for the finals. Uh, we should have been able to beat the Bucks without Trey and without Giannis, but we still didn't. I mean, yeah, but I, I just feel like that that Trey, he brings that certain level of competitiveness and a certain style of play that, like, when you lose that, I mean, I feel like that's a very important piece of what Atlanta has going on, man. Yeah, I guess so. I just thought that without Giannis and without Trey, I thought we were the talented, like the more talented team of the two. Hot take here. Chris Middleton's the best player on that team. He's Batman, and Giannis is Robin. Okay, so basically you're just Kendrick Perkins. I agree. I didn't want to name plug him. I wanted everybody to think I'd come up with that on my own. So thank you very much for that. But yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with what he said. Chris Middleton is Batman and Giannis is Robin. Oh, Chris Middleton's Batman. Did Chris yeah. Middleton do two 40 point games and a 50 point to cap off the NBA finals? Because I don't think he could have. In today's game, you got to have a jump shot. Giannis doesn't need one. He's the finals MVP. He doesn't need one because he has Chris Middleton. I yeah. guarantee you money, had it been Chris Middleton that got hurt and it was Giannis out there, we hey. we would have went to the NBA Finals. Shaq had Kobe. They, Kobe was Batman. Shaq was I Robin. Mean, Shaq was extremely talented and kicking a lot of butt in those early years. Yeah, and in the fourth quarter, they had to pull him from the game because he was going 0 for 10 from the free throw line. Giannis was airballing all his free throws. In at the end of the game, playoffs. At the end of the game, you got to be able to hit your shots and hit your free throws. Giannis can't do none of that. He done it one game, and everybody's like, "Oh, he proved him wrong." He done it one game. It just so happened to be the game that won him the championship. But if you look at his stat. Why you got that look on your face, Jared? You look dumbfounded by what I'm saying. He, he did it a couple games, actually. It wasn't it wasn't just the last game. He did it a few times, or else they wouldn't have gotten those four wins. He's a way better free throw shooter than Shaq was. Okay. And Giannis has like an actual mid range game and passing game. So, 
you know, some players, this is where, like, the Ben Simmons conversation comes in, all right? Like, if Ben Simmons could shoot some free throws and actually shoot at least mid-range, he doesn't necessarily need a three-point shooter because he's extremely talented. But Ben Simmons isn't willing to work on anything in his game. He just thinks he's the best, goes home every offseason, and that's it. Um, and until finally his flaws get exposed in the playoffs. But uh, Giannis, you know, he actually works on stuff and can still dominate. I've always said Giannis doesn't need to be Steph Curry. He doesn't need to be Kevin Durant. Giannis needs a respectable jump shot. He needs to get a jump shot to where you have to respect his ability to shoot the ball. And literally, they would have to change the rules in the NBA for him because it would be so unfair. That's how close he is to being like the most unstoppable player probably in the history of basketball. If he gets a somewhat of a jump shot, just somewhat of a jump shot, he would be just unbelievably dominated. I mean, he has to jump shot, bro. Yeah, bro. No, he. I mean, he yeah. has. He makes threes. Like he, he shoots. Do I got a pool? You want me to like Google like what he shot from the field this year? As far as I mean, like, if you want to, you're more than welcome to. But I mean, I saw this. I saw the games with Atlanta. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's a reason why they swept uh, the Heat. And I don't think. So I don't think everybody necessarily needs a jump shot. I I keep saying Ben Simmons is only a waste because he's not willing to work on his current game. Like, he doesn't need to be a three-point shooter. He just needs to learn how to shoot, period. And uh, I, did, I, I didn't say Giannis had to be a three-point shooter. I said a jump shot, a respectable jump shot. He has really? a jump shot. Hell, I got a jump shot. And that don't mean you, that it's respectable. Why would you need a jump shot if the lane's open for you every single time? But the lane ain't open for him every single – in the early years when they were getting put out of the playoffs, you want to know why they were getting put out of the playoffs? Because Giannis wasn't driving to the basket. He was settling for pull-up jumpers, and he wasn't hitting them. And everybody kept telling him, drive to the lane. And the defense has clearly figured out, all we got to do is set up a brick wall around the rim and force him to take jump shots. Well, none of the teams he faced in the playoffs figured that out this season. <laughs> I mean, I'm just a little bit right now. <laughs> Look, it's man. the reason why they 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 got us in the Eastern Conference Finals, and there's a reason why that they're the actual, you know, NBA champions, uh, which leads us into our next topic. Uh, Jaron, you accurately predicted the okay. winner of the NBA Finals. Yes. This adds on to the current collection of uh, correct predictions I have for sports on this show. To include the recent <laughs> NCAA March Madness champion, because I picked those correctly too, as well <laughs> as the Super Bowl champion. I picked that correctly as well on this show. Uh, actually, Jared, um, I'm going to stop you right there, Playboy, um, because I have here in my notes right before this started, I listened to the original, the pilot of unheard of and you said jared and i quote the tampa bay bucks it will take them a season or two to get it right i do not expect them to win the super bowl this year i said i don't expect them and then when they made the playoffs what did i say in that show you said it would take them two or three years i have it in my notes right here jared. 
But when the playoffs, I'm quoting you. I'm quoting you. This time last year, you said it would take Tampa two or three seasons to get it. They will not win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, please explain. I mean, what? That was that's like a way too early prediction. You know, the season hasn't started yet. By then, I don't think. Oh, oh, Arthur! Listen, dog, I'm gonna come for you as well, player. (laughs) Arthur said in the in the pilot, and I quote: "Jared Stidham will flourish." With Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. And he never got a shot. He never got a shot. Tell me, tell me Arthur. I feel like That's if he got his shot, bro. And I, I don't think they had Cam at that point yet, did they? When Arthur made that prediction. No, they oh. didn't even have Cam yet. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, I'm also – oh, Jerry, here's another one of yours right here, Playboy, in the exact same episode. You said the NFC South – you said the NFC South will be up for grabs between the Falcons, the Saints, and the Bucks. Tell me, how did the Falcons fa- uh, favor this year with their top five pick? Please explain with your current in a row predictions of sports coming true. With their current top five pick? As in Kyle Pitts? I'm talking about this is what you said last year. This is what you said last so year. So give us give us a prediction, I guess, for this upcoming season. And I'm hey, and I, I listen, pen and paper, I'm writing it down and I will remember this, Jared. <laughs> Because and the only reason I'm the only reason I'm coming at you like this is because I listened to last week and I heard you say we're going to get Drew on here See, to talk the, about his awful sports prediction of the, the NBA finals. Is, the problem is you went way back. You literally only listened to the very first episode of the show, and you didn't listen as the season was progressing. Because That's as soon true. as the Falcons went zero and five, I was like, okay, well we're obviously done. It's between the Saints and the Bucks. Oh, well, we're obviously done because that's 0-5. But before the season started, this is what your prediction was. Yeah. But once they were once they were 0-5, you were like, huh, I guess they're, <laughs> hey, I guess they're not going to make it. But before the season started, you were like, they're, listen, they're going to be pretty good this year. Oh, yeah? And you were wrong. <laughs> Let me tell you this. I know you didn't think that the Hawks were making the NBA playoffs this season. But when they got in, you came on this show and you were like, the Atlanta Hawks are going to go – to the NBA Finals. You heard it here first. And they didn't. But well, I, see, I wasn't going to put it out like that because my expectations were realistic as soon as the playoffs started because I'm willing <laughs> to change, but I'll stick with the playoffs in the late season. But if you come to me before the season even starts, I'm just spitballing. It sounds to me. Listen, first of all, getting back to what you just said, I have it in audio of what you said about your sports predictions. You don't have any audio of what I said before the NBA season started about the Hawks. You're just spitballing, coming up on the top of your mind, thinking, I bet he didn't think this. You don't know what I was thinking, Jerry. Drew doesn't even know what he was thinking. So like, exactly. I listen, I'm coming <laughs> for blood, dog. I listened to last week's episode. I had it been better for you for over a week. Drew's idea you, Jared, are what has been grinding my gears. Drew's idea of coming for blood is going to the easiest episode to find and taking a few listens, which is the pilot, because he wasn't willing to go at least five episodes back and actually listen to other sports predictions. You're talking to the creator of the Unheard of fan page, Jared. I've listened to your show. All I had to do was pull up one show, one episode, one episode. It ain't like I had to go through ten to find one bad prediction about you. I found two in one episode. Yeah, I'll keep digging. You can bring me back on next week, and I'll just make it. I'll just digging, I'll Keep digging. I'll just keep you're digging. Up, you're bringing up dumb <laughs> predictions about the NFL before the season even started. Go back so and check when the playoffs started, <laughs> and I made my predictions. 
So Go you're saying, so, so you just said, said that. Said, <laughs> just said, man, why are you bringing up old shit? <laughs> so you just said that I was looking up dumb predictions. So you just admitted here on air that your predictions were dumb. Uh, yeah, way before the season because nobody knows what's oh. going to happen before the season. But I mean, here you are talking about it's the playoffs. There's only eight teams to pick from. I'm going to pick the two best teams. <laughs> the two best teams in which playoffs? Tampa and uh, Kansas City. I didn't think they were the two best teams. But they were the two best teams in the playoffs, Jared. That's what, you know. Okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Jared. Let me ask you this, Jared. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, and I'm going to take some notes right here right now. I said I thought Green Bay was better than the Bucs or New Orleans when the playoffs started. Well, that don't matter. I'm not about New Orleans, but I'm pretty sure you said Green Bay was. Yeah. But uh, but when they all right, so I want you to Tampa Bay would win. I want you to go ahead and go on record for me here, Jared, while I write it down. What is the before preseason? Help me out here, big dog. Falcons record, go. Uh, you want the Falcons record? How many games do they win? Out of eighteen games, how many games do they win? I thought they 18, do, uh, 17. No, no, no. no they probably added 18. Oh, wait, eighteen. I'm I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Out of eighteen, how many do they win? Hold on, hold on. Isn't it 17 because it used to be 16 games? That's what I'm that's what I'm like. I thought it was No, they took 17. away No, they took a, I thought they took away two preseason games and gave two regular season games. No, we just no, got they, one new regular just season. Just one. Oh, there's only one. Okay, it's, fine. And they, 17 and, games. And they still they didn't even take away a preseason game, right? I think they still have to they put did. the same amount. No, they they, they play three games. They oh, play so three. it's only three games now? Mm-hmm. I thought it was two. But I think it's three. Uh shoot, I'll go ahead and tell you for the Falcons. I still don't spitball, Jared. Yeah, this is just spitballing, Drew. This yeah, seventeen games. What, what's up? Out of seventeen games, eight and nine. Eight and nine. I got it on record right now. Who wins the Super Bowl this year for me, Jared? <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of too early. I didn't predict the Super Bowl last year this time around. Uh, actually, you didn't predict it, but you did predict Tampa Bay wouldn't be in it, and they won the deck. <laughs> I said I expected <laughs> them not to be in it. And then when they got in the playoffs, I predicted them to win it. Oh, because there's only, you know, eight teams to pick from. So I'm going to pick the team with Tom Brady on. And nobody nobody really was expecting them to win. Especially, uh, you, Drew, you, said, especially you when you said that they wouldn't be in the Super Bowl. Drew, you can also get my prediction down in writing. Uh, ah, I got Falcons you, are, Falcons are going um, 11 and 7. Ooh. That's 18 games. Shit. Uh, they're going 11 and 6. Listen, I did math support in high school, Jared. Come on, man. I mean, hey, man. We're from, we're from Cedartown, Georgia, bro. Like, I actually made a bet with a coworker of mine today that the Falcons would go 5 0 to start the season this year. 5 0? 5 0 to start the season. And then what? Lose seven straight? Doesn't matter. Once they go 5 0, <laughs> I get $50. So. Because their first five games are against Philadelphia. I don't know if this is the right order. It's Philadelphia, Tampa, Giants, Dolphins, and I think Carolina. Look, man. We beat Tampa Bay? We beat the the defending Super Bowl champs? Do we beat them? In the first five games, Drew? I don't know. Well, my bank account really does hope they do. I hope so. I feel you. I feel you. Okay, okay. I'll say this. 
as a lifelong Falcons fan, I'm obviously optimistic. Um, and I'll say this before the season starts too, Drew, so you can go ahead and get this down. I don't really believe in the Saints this year. I think okay. my too early prediction is the NFC South this year. I said last year it was going to be between the three teams, but this year I really believe it's just between the Falcons and the Bucks, because the Saints are kind of a uh, – I don't know, man. They're they're tough to call for without Drew Brees. You don't know if Winston's going to be starting or if it's Taysom Hill. I'm going to go ahead and give y'all my early. Like, this is, you know, like I said, spitball way too early prediction. Oh, um, man, write it down. Write it down. We might I use am, it against right? them later. I am. I'll write it down, and then I'll take a screenshot <laughs> and send it to you, fellas, along with the other notes I've got right here. <laughs> Something tells me in my heart of hearts – Baker Mayfield leads Cleveland to the Super Bowl this year. I don't All right. see. I don't want to just call it a hot take because the team is actually really well built. I'm really say, well they, built. Yeah, they, they went to the playoffs last season, so I mean, they very well could do it. Yeah. So I won't call it a hot take. I think they're a really good team. My early Super Bowl prediction is AFC Cleveland NFC Cardinals. I think that Arizona added J.J. Watt on defense, offense. That means they – ooh, they lose. Unless DeAndre Hopkins retires because he doesn't want to get the COVID vaccine, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. So, I'm going to go Bucks or Browns and Cardinals. I don't know, man. I think I want to see at least a couple games before I call a Super Bowl prediction. Yeah. Even preseason, I don't like calling it that early. Oh, like I said, this is just a way early football. Either way, okay, the conversation got way off. We were just talking about how um, I've called the last few championships right this season. Yes. And uh, I just wanted to – I did call the Super Bowl, actually. We had about – we had ABG and Ethan on here for that show. So you reneged on your – I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, man, the Bucks. I think they just had all the momentum. And that's kind of what drove them after they won their two games because even the two they lost, it wasn't by much. Uh, each team was kind of in the series the entire time. But by the time the Bucks, uh won in Phoenix, I don't think they stood a shot when they went back to Milwaukee. I mean, you're right. I was, I mean, I was definitely bullish for the Suns. Of course, everybody wants CCP3 uh, win a championship. But – Chris Middleton, Giannis. I mean, Drew Holiday didn't do much in the final in the finals, did he? Yeah. yeah. No. He was, no, no. I mean, listen, in game six against Atlanta, he was looking like an all-star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was aiming straight to the hole. Brooke like, Lopez too. They and looking, he didn't do nothing in the finals. They were looking, they were looking very well in uh in the in the Atlanta series, uh in the East in the Eastern Conference Finals. There we go. Uh, but I mean, they still found a way. What what was y'all's opinion on it? Do you think it was just good Milwaukee or just bad Phoenix? To go up 2-0 and then basically get swept four games? Uh, I mean, is it – I I think it's bad Phoenix. It's definitely bad Phoenix. You know who it's – I don't think they lost more than three games back-to-back-to-back in the regular season once. Yeah, yeah. And they definitely didn't lose more than two in a row in the playoffs, so until they faced Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, well, with the exception of the first
first round. They went down 0-2 to the Lakers, but then they swept them like after that. Um, man, and so that's that's kind of was the driving factor in my prediction uh, when we called it late, Arthur, was because when Gonzaga faced Baylor for the championship, everybody's looking at Gonzaga like the nationally undefeated team, you know, like, oh, this has never happened before. And so I immediately knew Baylor's going to come in there with their heads held up, man, because they're not going to let that whole undefeated stuff get to them. They're going to come in and whoop them with their defense. And then when the Bucks finally won two games in the series, I was like, oh, well, I think this is over now because CP3, everybody wanted him to win, and that's kind of where the media was heading. But the Bucks weren't going to let that happen. They just played some really good defensive ball and went right at them. Not yeah, every um, not not. I'm sorry, good. Oh, I was just trying to kind of summarize what he said. So, like you, so you, so you kind of believe in more, like like you said, momentum, but also more like if this is if this is what a lot of people are thinking is going to happen, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I look, think. Like look at the beginning of the media coverage. If you watch ESPN before the final started, everybody was calling Phoenix. Like, there was rarely a single person that was calling for Milwaukee to win this. Yeah. And being the underdog is a big factor in, like, championship series and everything because that gives your team a lot of motivation. Like, next season, if these two teams ran it back, I'd probably be more inclined to call Phoenix because they'd be going for revenge. But um, I don't know, man. Yeah, I believe in momentum, and I believe uh, in the underdogs. I'm sorry, Drew. I believe in superstition. Um, not everybody wanted to see Phoenix win. There is one person that I can guarantee you didn't want to see Chris Paul hoist a championship trophy, and that is NBA official Scott Foster, who is – oh, who Chris Paul in games refed by Scott Foster in the playoffs going into game three was 0-12, and, and then after game three – Went 0 and 13. Chris Paul has never won a game where Scott Foster has refed his playoff game. He's 0 and 13 now. But see, what's the superstition behind that? Because Chris Paul, I don't think he's ever fouled out in any of those games. Well, I mean, it's not necessarily just getting fouled out. It's uncalled calls, things like that. Like if you know, if Chris drives, he doesn't. You know, he gets fouled, but it doesn't get called. And, then he winds up fighting with him, and then mentally he gets his, you know, mentally he's not in the game and things like that. I'm just a very superstitious so, person. You're going even further back because uh, you remember the trade that got denied by uh, Commissioner David Stern at the time? Absolutely. That would have brought Chris Paul to the Lakers with Kobe. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought back then the NBA hated Chris, Chris Paul. Are you saying the NBA – Adam Silver is still continuing this vendetta by David Stern by allowing Scott Foster to officiate these games. I don't want to say that the NBA league that has it in for Chris, I'm just saying maybe they like progressive insurance and not state form. I don't know. I'm just saying. Jesus. <laughs> uh, okay. Makes sense. I mean, I can get along with it. I can get along with it. A lot of, uh, I like the superstition call. I think that the NBA, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, I think the NBA is trying to blackball Chris. Why'd you say his name like that? Chris? 
What'd you say? So I just can you hear me? Can you guys, can you guys hear me? What did you say? What did you say, Jared? He said, "Why'd you say his name like that, Crees? Crees Paul. <laughs> He's a bad man." Can you guys hear me though, like for real? I can hear you. No, I'm just kidding. I can hear you. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. One of my AirPods died, so I'm just speaking on one of them. So. Um, but I mean, hey, it's another dime a dozen, you know, uh, to get to the dwindling end of this topic. Do we think CP3 actually wins a ring in his career now? This late, this late. I think he's going into what his 17th season next year. So what, what are we, what's going to happen? Is he actually going to win one ever? I hope so. But I mean, if it comes between him winning one and and the Hawks winning one, I'd definitely rather see the Hawks win. I think that before it's all said and done, regardless if it's in LA or wherever it is, I think that he's going to join up with LeBron before he retires to get that ring. He could do that this off season if he wanted to. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to ask how. Was he an unrestricted free agent? I don't know if he only signed a one-year, you know, minimum deal. I don't know what his contract was. That's why it wasn't gonna. He's at the end of that big deal that he signed while he was in Houston, and then they traded him to Oklahoma. Oh, they now... did trade him. I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is still the contract from Houston, and then he got traded to Oklahoma, and then traded to Phoenix at the beginning of this year. Um, he's got a player option for forty-four million dollars next year, that he's probably gonna decline to try and get like a three-year, $100 million fully guaranteed, uh, which is way less than $44 million a year. But, um, I mean, but I guess it's given, more security, man. Who's given that age, point, an age of a point guard, that amount of money? People around the league, like after that season, when they gave him that contract, they immediately tried to move him because they thought it was the worst contract in the NBA. I mean, at his age, I mean – Hey man, all I know is when Le- like LeBron is still, LeBron is still pretty high on his game, but in a couple years I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he's still declining out of player options and LA is still giving him the max contract like every two years. Do you think that we'll ever see? Because you know they're all the four of them. They're all really close. They're all really good friends. Well, never mind. I just went back on what I just said because Dwayne Wade retired. Do you think we'll ever see, like, maybe Carmelo, Chris, and LeBron on the same team? I would say Dwayne, but he retired. But there's a chance you could uh, see the three of those guys at one. Maybe. Melo is almost done, man. Melo's ring chasing, too. He's going to get on that tour bus as well. LeBron's going to recruit him and Carmelo. Melo's just been trying to stay in the league, man. He got super lucky that, uh, you know, Portland signed him because it didn't look like anybody else was going to get him. I mean, what, he, didn't play, he didn't play for a season, didn't he? Close. Yeah. Oh, he's close. A, I, you can say what you want. He's probably the greatest Atlanta Hawk of all time. <laughs> yeah. Got sent a jersey and everything for not even playing a day. And then, <laughs> yeah. We were just like, hey, thanks for uh, you know letting us free up some cap space. Here's your jersey. The Hawks should get him a tribute video next season when Portland comes to town. That would be disrespectful, man. <laughs> I gave Mike Muscala a, a tribute video. 
I mean, what do you expect, man? We we haven't won a chip since the Hawks were based out of St. Louis. We don't really have any like big time players to tribute in Atlanta, with the exception of obviously the past greats like Dominique. And uh, I mean, I guess you could consider Joe Johnson and Jeff Teague, you know, from back in those days, some pretty great players. But I'm happy Jeff got him a championship, but not Coach Bud. Coach Bud yeah. can kick rocks. That's right. Screw Coach Bud, man. I still hate that he got to celebrate that Eastern Conference title on our floor. That pissed me off. I'd rather got swept than have him celebrate on our floor. But well, we still would have still celebrated if we got swept. On our Never floor. mind. We would have got swept. Never mind. Um, but yeah. So, you know, we want to keep talking basketball. We're all on the subject. And because of this being a basketball-specific show – we're going to go to everybody's most brand new favorite movie, Space Jam, A New Legacy. So, as everyone knows, the uh, latest Space Jam came out with LeBron James, who is not Michael Jordan, obviously. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, this movie's getting a lot of unnecessary hate, I think. I actually enjoyed it. It was obviously for kids, if people don't understand that. Um, I watch undisputed with skip and shannon and i thought skip was being way too harsh on lebron james for this movie talking about critics slamming it and he's no michael jordan well if you've seen the original recently uh michael jordan's acting kind of really sucks and lebron james was at least okay uh but like my son loved it and basically it was just all of warner brothers properties and pandering you know i got to see rick and morty and uh, to me, I I thought it, since it was a kid's movie, it was pretty decent. And it's not like it was uh, the Emoji film, you know, it wasn't hot garbage. It was uh, it was an okay kid's film, and concept was nice. And I, I think if anybody's got kids, they'd probably enjoy this movie. Uh, and LeBron's acting is better than Michael Jordan's, despite what people say. Yeah, you uh, you picked up on a on a a good thing there, Jared. Like I feel like pe- like people's memories, people's memories never reach past what was trending last mm-hmm. freaking week. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. when you think about when you think about the uh, or I guess maybe they look back on the first Space Jam movie with like, you know, the nostalgia eyes and they're like, oh, Michael Jordan was he he acted that movie great. That movie was life life changing, groundbreaking. No, I mean the first Space Jam is still a, a kids movie. The second Space Jam is still a kids movie. At the end of the day, so it's just meant to just be fun cartoons playing basketball, and uh, that's what I got from this movie. You know what I'm saying? It was just being able to see um, just more of the Warner Brothers like trademark Looney Tunes comedy. You yeah. know. So, I I definitely enjoyed it. I thought the idea of making LeBron a cartoon and interacting with the Looney characters was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Those sequences were really funny and uh, creative. And I think um, the most realistic part about this movie is the LeBron James residence is an actual mansion because he's got like a billion dollars. And if you go back and watch the first Space Jam where Michael Jordan is a multimillionaire at the time, 
he literally lives in like a two-story home. He's supposed to be yeah. like the, some middle-class dude NBA superstar. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, no, I don't... I never even thought about that, dude. You, that's another good point. I, I never even thought about that. He lives in like a house that like... Basically, he basically lives in my childhood house in that yeah. movie. <laughs> they made it like Michael Jordan's supposed to be this middle class hero, but also in the movie he's still an NBA superstar. I mean, like, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. get all the hate. Uh, this movie was more realistic. Um, obviously, the plots are going to be the plots. You have to, you know, character cartoonize these characters somehow, and. Uh, make it what it is but i i enjoyed the movie and i think it's getting a lot of unnecessary hate just because of people's still constant hate about lebron james i mean look i don't think he's the goat either okay but that doesn't mean that i'm gonna criticize him for a kid's film because he's not michael jordan yeah um what do you how do you think they how do you think it went over with the uh the other basketball superstars and then uh, changing them into like their different characters. Did you like that? I thought it was pretty good. The uh, yeah, the Dame time was probably my favorite one. Yes, definitely Dame time. I think uh, I think all the the Clay Thompson one. The what was his what was his name? I don't remember his name, but he was like the water character. Yeah, yeah, wet like water or something like that. Yeah. But um, I like I liked his stuff too. Like they they did really good with those, in my opinion, and I, I definitely enjoyed being able to see like all the other Warner Brothers properties they had on there. They they put uh, the mystery team, you know, from uh, Scooby Doo, uh, a bunch of Harry Potter stuff, uh, and uh, the Matrix, all that stuff. I, I definitely enjoyed that movie, man. Drew, why haven't you seen it yet, man? I want to see it. Um, I was just always one of those people that said I wasn't going to pay money to go to the movies to see it. I would watch it on like Colton's HBO Max, but Colton's already watched it. So, but I, I, I definitely do want to see the movie. I'm going to piggyback on a little bit of what Jared alluded to. Um, I think that this movie was destined to fail as far as like critics because people do compare LeBron and Michael. LeBron. I mean, Michael's a better basketball player. LeBron's a better actor. LeBron's actually been in movies, and he's act, and I, I kind of like LeBron's acting a little bit. I mean, he's not going to win awards for Space Jam, but I mean, you know, but I think a lot of it also has to do with the fact that the, there's just some movies that I feel like don't need to be rebooted. I know they Arthur was telling me the other day they they tried to like redo the Space Jam franchise, but for like other sports and things like that. Um, but I just feel like coming from it, like from that standpoint, there was a lot of guys that grew up watching Space Jam that are now 30s, mid-30s, their 40s, and these guys are the ones that are critiquing this movie, and they're probably of the mindset of there's just some things you don't – like there's just some movies that you just leave alone. Like, you know, you wouldn't redo Beverly Hills – cops with yeah. kevin hart and somebody else you just wouldn't do that you know so you've been listening um, to too much 92 not the game <laughs> man why you listen <laughs> listen these are my points i don't know what you're talking no, about bro, i don't no. know what you're talking about no, these are my right points because you've already brought up straight from the mouth of kendrick perkins arguments earlier in this show y'all are 
Y'all like this little, there's this audio clip. I don't if, if, is it is it Andy? I mean not Andy. Is it Randy that says that? He's like, uh, they should read. Uh, no, uh, what happened to the old classic movies like Beverly Hills Cop? And then somebody else says, uh, yeah, they should be remaking those. He's like, oh no, don't remake it because then they'll remake it and put uh, uh, Kevin Hart. Yeah, put Kevin yeah, yeah. Hart See, and Drew knows uh, because he was listening. And the Rocket Listen, don't y'all are gonna have because... y'all are gonna have the faithful following on unheard of. Make it make, but y'all are making me look like a fool in front of the faithful. <laughs> Unheard of fans, all right. And I don't appreciate this. <laughs> because it looks like your opinions aren't original. You're literally taking things that other people have said and just repeating them verbatim. But I but I agree with what they're saying. Like it ain't like I it ain't like I've got this other mindset and I'm like, hey, this would be kind of cool to say. I agree with what they say. Like there's just some movies you don't remake. Like, and I feel personally like Space Jam is one of those movies. Um Know, There's leaked footage of LeBron getting uh, his makeup done for the movie, and they were like having to like add makeup to his receding hairline and things like that. So, hey, he's doing that already on the court. I think man. that I think that LeBron gets a bad rap, but for the things that he's done for like the community of Cleveland, not just Cleveland, but like, I mean, he's such a good charitable guy, and he's really talented at a sport he's really talented at acting he gives back to his community like he's a good role model for kids to get behind like i want to see the movie um i thought the supporting cast probably could have been maybe a little bit better i mean other than damian lillard i think he's just told like i love damian lillard but like i just remember the original space jam had like like charles barkley like i mean it had like a bunch of like I mean, yeah. I know Anthony Davis and, like, Clay Thompson, but, like, I don't know. I, I just feel like if they'd have had, like, Giannis or, like, Durant, like, if they'd have put, like, actual, like, if, like, if it had been, like, Steph, Katie, and Giannis, like, that would have been, you know. Yeah, but the concept's a little different because for that movie, they started off and he was kind of going up against games with those guys. Uh, but for this one, you – the other players don't even really get a lot of screen time because they're just there to be members of the other team, like the goon squad at the end. Uh, so okay. it's, it's a little bit of a different concept than before. Uh, LeBron James has always had a target on his back just because coming out of high school, he tattooed himself the chosen one. and The, the king, yeah. Ever since then, he's kind of had this big target on his back. People compare him to Michael Jordan. Uh, and I'll say this, Drew, uh, you haven't seen it. But there's a scene where they allude to Michael Jordan, and even LeBron James is getting excited. So it makes it, it makes it a funny scene. He's like, "Oh man, here he comes! He's about to save the day!" And then it's just Michael B. Jordan walking through. <laughs> yes, yes. Who was it? Was it Sylvester? That's like, uh, yeah. I found I found Michael Jordan. Dude. He's like, uh, he's here. He's in the crowd. <laughs> And then, he, and then uh, Michael B. Jordan comes. It's like that music too from uh, from like Space Jam, like you know the, yeah. the boom, 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 that that music. Uh, and and then just like uh, Michael B. Jordan steps out, he's like, "I was just trying to go to the bathroom, and this cat grabbed me." <laughs> Dude, and they, they they play it so perfectly, man, because they they basically make Sylvester a racist because. Daffy Duck's like, you don't remember what he looks like? <laughs> he's, like he's like, it's been 25 years. I just went and got somebody out of the crowd. <laughs> I 
I mean, that's true. Uh, so, I don't know. I thought some parts were really funny. Yeah, LeBron's acting is way better than Michael Jordan's. And uh, Michael Jordan's Space Jam on like Rotten Tomatoes, if you go back way then, it also was not well-reviewed by critics. I think what we should do for kids' movies is stop letting adults review kids' movies. Yeah. Because they suck at it. Like, if you take your kid to a kid movie, do a little survey outside of the movie theater or wherever, ask the kid, did you enjoy this movie on a scale of 1 to 10? And if the kids enjoyed it, then it was probably a good kids' movie. But they're about the great, like, if that if that was the basis of uh, them making kid movies, they would make probably the worst kid movies of all time. It's just like, the yeah. kids love it. But that's the what, kids love it. That's what, like, the innuendo jokes are for. Like, the Michael Jordan joke in the new Space Jam. That's for, like, the adults to, like, mm-hmm. you know, look back and have some fun with it. It's yeah. almost kind of sort of like, um, if you go back and watch, like, the older, like, live-action shows for, like, Nickelodeon, like, Drake and Josh, or, like, Zoe 101, or, you know, shows like that as a child, you're like, wow, like, this is really good. And then you watch it at 25, 26 years old, and you're like, oh, God, like, what, what, oh, Lord, like, as an adult, you shouldn't be judging what a five-year-old would think is a good movie. I mean, come on now. Yeah. I mean, fair point, fair points. Uh, I mean, hey, you know, I think the kids who love watching basketball probably enjoyed it. I know my five-year-old did. He really enjoyed the film. So that's what matters to me. And, you know, we hope that you enjoy this big basketball talk at Unheard Of today. We usually try to kind of divvy it up between normal topics and sports. But you just got a bunch of basketball today. And hopefully the Space Jam talk kind of mellowed it out. Um... Any closing thoughts, Drew? I just want to say live on air, Jared. I mean, I know we talked about it earlier, but I apologize for coming down on you a little rough with the iron fist earlier. <laughs> um, Again, uh, anybody listening to the show heard those points and should probably know that those points had no substance. So I did not take it personally. Again. <laughs> um. um <laughs> you just broke my heart. Um, (laughs) I was hoping you'd be like, listen, I took it to heart. I appreciate you apologize, but you know, it is what it is. I I appreciate you apologizing, but I'm not, I'm not sweating and I never took it personally. I appreciate it. Um, I still love you. I still love you. (laughs) Um, thanks for having me on the show. I enjoyed it. I hope, uh, I hope you don't give me too much of a hard time for my wrong prediction. So if you see me out in public, take it easy on your boy. Um, that wound still ain't healed. But it's getting better day by day. All right. And uh, where can we find you at? Facebook, Andrew Maddox, or Twitter. Um, I would plug my Twitter name, but I don't think I know it off the top of my head. So mostly Facebook. We'll go Facebook. How about that? Yeah, and, uh, you know... As for me, I'd say, uh, you know, let's keep enjoying summer while it lasts. Everybody's still playing a lot of fun trips and travel. Um, I'm looking forward to a few trips, hopefully coming back home here in the near future. And, um, yeah, yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at Jared Evans. There is still no TSA update. My paperwork has been sent in. They have yet 
to respond to the incident. My laptop is getting worse by the day. And at this point, I'm probably going to have to go get a new one before I get money for the old one that they broke. But you can keep following that story uh, at my Twitter. And, uh, yeah, you know, happy thoughts, happy thoughts, rest of the week. Wish you all the best. And what about you, ABG? Arthur, wake Um, up and give your closing thoughts. Vaccinations, right? Vaccinations. It's... it's looking like it's looking like people who are unvaccinated are are going to be <laughs> dying in record numbers this year. So uh... <laughs> one person to start talking about vaccinations is the person that waited the longest to get it. Listen, I I, I I did. I ain't gonna lie. I waited a minute. I waited a minute, but I got my first shot, and um, maybe maybe this week coming up, uh, I'll be I'll have my second shot. You know, so I'm making an effort. Some people that are unvaccinated are are having bad outbreaks. All the all this stuff that's going on. So, I mean, just get vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, just get a shot. You know, yeah, just get a shot. Yeah, just get a shot. Um, it's free. And also, um, yeah, I don't know. Thanks, thank you to Drew, of course, for being on. You know, thank you to everybody. If you made it to this point in the show, I would definitely like to thank you. Even, uh, I mean, I guess you're not listening anymore, but even if you only listen to half of it, I thank you. Uh, even if you ever listen to us. If, if this is your first time, welcome. This is unheard of. Uh, and yeah, that's it, man. You can find me on Twitter at young without the O underscore ABG. I just posted a new picture of myself on there today. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty active on my Twitter account. Um, semi-active but uh, also you can follow us as a unit uh, on uh, <clears throat> excuse me as unheard of on at unheard underscore of pod on Twitter and on Instagram I'm struggling through this today I'm sorry you guys bear with me <laughs> I'm struggling <laughs> but uh, Facebook we're in the final seconds you gotta cross the finish line man it's the Olympics face- Facebook, man. Facebook, man. Look us up. Uh, we got we got fan pages. We got a fan page, I guess. And um, we have our regular Follow the Unheard of fan page on Facebook. Yes. And uh, YouTube, we got we got links. You know who it is. It's unheard of. Even if you don't know who it is, you will soon. True. Um, so, yes, thanks, everybody, for tuning back in. Uh it was pretty good to see our numbers still tuning in even after our break. That was good to see. So, as always, we love you, we hear you, and we hope you hear us here at Unheard Of. And as always, I'm Arthur. And I'm Jared. And you just listened to Unheard Of. <laughs>